Hello, and welcome to the Good Leadership Podcast. I'm Paul Botts, the CEO and founder of Good Leadership. We're an organizational effectiveness firm that coaches teams to thrive and win together based on the idea that goodness pays. And I'm Kevin Sensnick, the President and Chief Learning Officer of Good Leadership. We had very good news to share this morning at the November 17th Good Leadership Breakfast, where we announced a breakthrough research project to clarify what accountability really means in highly collaborative workforces today. Nine years ago, we did the research and wrote the book, How Goodness Pays, to prove that goodness really does pay in leadership. So what is goodness? It's when people thrive together in a culture of encouragement, accountability, and positive teamwork. So right in the middle of that is accountability, Paul. So why are we thinking about this research for healthy accountability? In this podcast, we're going to cover why are we doing this? What are we doing? How are we doing it? And my favorite Paul Hillen question, and that's the so what? Why should anybody really care? So let's just start right at the beginning of that, Paul. I love the way you lay out and think about this idea of healthy accountability. So why are we doing this project? So Good Leadership is 14 years old this month. I think this has been the most dynamic period of 14-year period of my lifetime as a professional, for sure. You know, personally, I've become a grandfather. I've watched yeah. my kids get married and graduate from college. Well, that's transformational there. But from a business standpoint, we've seen this profound shift. The mentality of a traditional-style, hierarchical, chain-of-command kind of organization where mm-hmm. power is is uh, condensed yeah. in just the hands of a few people and you get accountability through, you know, compliance yeah. and also following the rules and in that way of thinking where you say, well, I'm not going to help you because my boss didn't tell me to do it, that is pretty much gone. Mm-hmm. Most successful organizations have shifted away from a traditional hierarchical culture over to what we call a goodness culture. And a goodness culture is based on collaboration. It's the teams of teams structural model. And that requires people to communicate a lot, to share a lot. And mm-hmm. accountability actually comes from negotiating the shared commitments between peers and colleagues, and it doesn't really matter who you report to. In that environment, people are on many, many teams. We have confirmed that with our own research that most people at the director level are on somewhere like eight to 10 teams. Correct. So it's a mindset shift that our culture loves. Mm -hmm. We see employees are happy, Mm -hmm. they're engaged, and especially with the ushering in of the hybrid. You can work from home every once in a while, Mondays and Fridays, and be in the office Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. But our leaders that we're coaching, they consistently see fuzzy accountability. Mm -hmm. The things that are not mission critical are just not getting done the way they are supposed to be done or as fast as they need to be done. And so the value-added stuff is, is getting behind. Have you experienced that same kind of thing in some of your client conversations? Yes, I think uh, what I've observed, because we think about this mostly in these highly technical and professional-based organizations, because it's harder to keep that sense of clear direction and exact accountability and give accountability to people. What I've noticed in organizations is that as people want more autonomy for work from home and for setting their own goals, that's wonderful. But if they're not tying it into something and finding that way, as you said, to negotiate some shared commitments, it's hard then to know. Are you being accountable to that or are you not being accountable to that? What did you really set up to do? So I think we've created some ambiguity in these professional and technical settings that this mental shift has not quite figured out how to adapt to. So we have to add a little more structure to how do we go from a good idea about a goodness culture to the behaviors and actions that support that? 
Well, clearly it's pointing to the fact that we need more consistency with managers. The question is, what do we actually want them to do? Yeah. So that moves us on then to what we're going to do in this research. So what does that look like in your mind's eye, Paul? The idea here came from a client. Mm -hmm. Um, He was telling me a story about how their organization, the employees are happier and they're engaged and they have a pretty healthy way of thinking about hybrid workplaces. But he learned about two sources where accountability is very high. One is people's to-do lists. Right. Their individual to-do list. I have to get this done today. I owe it to a customer or it's part of a critical deadline. That kind of urgent things, they're getting done. And often they're getting done on Monday and Friday when they're working from home. And also the things that this has high visibility to the Mm C-suite. When your boss's boss needs you to be a part of something, you tend to stay up late at night, get up early and do it because you know it's going to be fun. It's important and probably good for your career. Right. The problem is it's the stuff in between those two things Mm -hmm. where you have to collaborate with a lot of people. The projects are maybe a little fuzzier, maybe not as determined. That's where accountability is really lagging, those value-added kinds of things. And so this client said to me, well, how much would it cost to research that and figure out how do we get rid of that in our culture? Mm -hmm. And the answer is hundreds of thousands of dollars. And normally these projects are done by universities and they take two to five years to study this. And both of those answers were unacceptable to this guy. Mm -hmm. We decided to think back on what other kind of research projects get done quickly. The best way to do that is to create a crowdfunded shared investment kind of project to attract organizations and leaders who have the same or similar issues Mm -hmm. and want to have a solution fairly quickly. And so that's what we're going to do. And we have lots of different ways to get people involved. You know, you've been a part of planning and designing this research project. What else should people know about what we're going to do? Well, I'm going to come back to that middle ground comment you made. I think it's also when those projects get messy that people pull away. And then it's hard to keep that accountability. Even if it's a high profile project, if it feels like it's not going the way I want it to go, it's hard to stay invested and be accountable to the team. And so I just think this idea of how do we determine, how do people think about accountability, what really matters to them in accountability, and what will help them to seek that shared commitments accountability is really vital in this research. Well, and today when I asked the question from the stage at the Good Leadership Breakfast, I said, does this sound familiar to anybody? Every, almost everyone raised their hand. They were nodding their heads. Exactly. When you do what we do for a living, when you feel like you've put your finger on something that most people are excited about or worried about, um, it makes our work really meaningful. Yeah. The way we plan to go about this is to identify about a dozen organizations that are going to come in and help fund the project initially as leadership sponsors who can uh, have one person from their organization on a steering team. Yep. And the steering team can guide the research in such a way that they know the findings are going to be applicable to their individual organization. That's why we mean by a shared investment, sort of crowdfunding model. There's a lot of other ways to get people involved, but it does begin with helping people understand what is their relationship to the concept of accountability individually, both healthy and unhealthy. Mm -hmm. And then from their organizational lens, what does healthy accountability look like? What does unhealthy accountability look like? And then ultimately, We need them to point us to specific pockets in organizations where leaders are doing things really well, and we're going to zero in on those people and study them. Excellent. So let's talk about how that might look. How do we go about creating that sense of the shared uh, investment model and the elements that lead to the results we're talking about? 
Well, not all, all organizations have the ability to invest the same amount of money or the same amount of time, but we need involvement. And so in order to do this, you need you need money. I personally don't have the several hundred thousand dollars it takes to do this kind of work. But if we all work together, we'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. Not only do we need money, but we need access. Mm-hmm. We need organizations who are willing to say, yeah, I'll make our people available for interviews, for some data collection, maybe some, for some observation. Mm-hmm. And we also need organizations and leaders to recommend their peer companies. Yes, uh, we are having a great conversation with a really good law firm that we really enjoy, and they were like, it, it, they said it was very important to them that other professional services firms were part of this particular research. And so, even if those people come in as a subject that we can study in study, as opposed to a sponsor or a leadership sponsor. People can recommend companies they admire and say, you know what, go study them and we'll, we'll all share together about how to get over this problem. Yeah. So here, here are a couple of key elements. An opportunity for key leadership participants to give us insights to how to build the hypothesis and direction of this. Some qualitative data that gives us a sense of what does it look like today and some quantitative data to really prove out how that looks and how we get the pragmatic insights within companies. And I think from there, then the nice thing to be able to do with those who are part of this crowdsourcing part of this is they can then begin to see the application of that right back into their organization in a very, very powerful way. There are five organizations that have committed so far. We need about 20. Correct. In that group of five, they've been stimulated by two different ideas. Number one, that they would get to work with a peer group. Right. Sort of a professional development yeah. experience for the people who are on the steering team. That That part is very stimulating to people. And then the second piece is to represent your own organization and to run the research and the findings through the filter of the culture organization, figure out how do I tailor this? And that's part of our promise is that mm-hmm. sponsors are going to get an opportunity for have, to have good leadership, tailor a module that can go directly into the organization to teach managers how to create a spirit of healthy accountability in their culture. Well, and that goes to the part you said you're most excited about, and that's the so what. So how do you think about the so what of this work? Well, obviously, our business has been thriving over 14 years because of the idea that goodness pays. We've talked about this. Goodness is when people thrive together, both personally and professionally, I should add, Mm -hmm. in a culture of encouragement, accountability, and positive teamwork. The goodness idea is frosting without the concept of accountability. Right. And so the accountability is kind of the cake in here because in order to have a winning organization, where you're meeting the needs that you, or meeting the promises you make to your customers, there has it has to be built on the bedrock of accountability. Yeah. What we've seen is organizations that start to struggle can easily backslide into a command and control hierarchical because I said so culture. Mm-hmm. That might work for a short period of time. But if an organization that you love is struggling with accountability, it's reasonable to think that maybe the next leader comes in and it swings back to that way that we don't actually want to go to work. I think that's a really important value proposition to think about. I think the second part of that is as an organizational effectiveness firm, we believe that operational assurance is the peak of organizational effectiveness. Operational assurance is when the teams in the organization are delivering on the promises in the operating plan so the executives can stay focused on the big moves in the market and attracting the best talent. The accountability has to be in that teams-to-teams environment to drive the operating plan. And that's a great outcome that people can look for, not only from the research, but the application of what we find in, our, in this effort. Well, one engineering firm that we're talking to described how they want to use it like this. 
they want to put together a one-day course for people managers and product managers <laughs> to help them understand better how to lead and manage and create commitment in ways that increase accountability. Hmm. And in that, they want to adopt at the governance level of the organization a statement about what does accountability mean here. So that means they're going to literally change the governance of the organization. And we're not going to be paying out big, huge bonuses if people aren't living the accountability statement. And they're going to use it as a competitive advantage in the recruiting Mm. saying this is what accountability looks like in our organization. Mm -hmm. I, I just think the creativity of going about a project this way in a crowdfunded shared investment model just makes everything so much better. And we can do it in a condensed time frame. Yeah. We should be able to execute this research between March and October of 2024. And then we're going to produce a conference about this. Right. That's another part of this. So what? There's going to be a highly engaging sort of user conference in November of 2024, in replacement of the November Good Leadership Breakfast, right. where we can reveal what we've learned and give people a jump start into the 2025 year. Excellent. So if I'm listening to this today, Paul, and I say, this is stimulating, this is exciting, there's something in here that is speaking to me and in my organization, uh, what's the next step I should consider taking? Well, if you're listening to this podcast before the middle of February 2024, just reach out to Kevin at Good Leadership or Paul at Good Leadership. There's several different ways that organizations and their leaders can get involved here. Mm -hmm. Several different scales of investment of time, energy, and money. We'd love to have as many people involved as as possible. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing is to you know mark the date. I think it's November 15, 2024. Okay. We're going to produce a conference on this, and that's a specific date. We'll have information about how you can buy a table for the conference as well. And of course, all the information about Good Leadership as the firm and more information about this research is available on our website at goodleadership.com. Thank you for tuning into this podcast today. We really do believe in the spirit of healthy accountability as one of the bedrocks, one of the cornerstones of how goodness pays. Kevin, what do we want everyone to remember? Goodness pays. Yes, goodness pays. Goodness pays.